The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. And there's a man we know well who's had, who's a very, how do I say it? This man has a strong conviction to Hashem. He's a member of our community. He's a wonderful person. It wasn't always like this at all. But in the last number of years, he has a strong conviction and commitment to Hashem. And it doesn't matter. He gives charity. He's a wonderful person. Last year, somehow, he got his hands on a crazy deal. Two warehouses in South Dakota. Two warehouses in South Dakota. He gets these two warehouses. A total of 300,000 square feet. I don't know if you understand those numbers, but 300,000 square feet of warehouse. 150 in one, 150 in another. 150,000 square feet. And the one warehouse is full of merchandise. And I think initially he was just there to buy the merchandise. And the seller said, you know what? We'll throw in the warehouses too. So it's an incredible piece of real estate and a lot of merchandise. He suddenly is all of a sudden in position to make millions and millions of dollars off this deal. Phenomenal. He makes the deal. Great. Now he has all this merchandise, 150,000 square feet worth of merchandise to sell. And again, he told me this story two days ago. He says, so he starts selling off some of the merchandise. He sold about a million dollars worth. In the beginning of the summer, a few of his partners, two Ashkenazi from men, told him the only way, let's say his name is Freddie. He says, Freddie, the only way that we're going to get, we're going to sell off all this merchandise is if, like, we got it. We got to go to the show. We got to go to the show in Las Vegas. I think it's the ASD show. We got to go to the show and we'll sell off all this stuff and we'll be able to make a lot of that money. He says, yeah, I agree. No problem. Now he's sitting in his room, maybe the next day or two. He's in his bed and he says, one second, I have to go to Las Vegas to make money. Hashem needs me to go. Hashem can only give me money in Las Vegas. Now, again, I don't know anything about Las Vegas. I was never there, so I am not commenting. I'm just saying what he said. He says, I don't have to go. That's not where I don't. If Hashem wants to send me money, he can send me money anywhere. He texts his, his partners. Guys, we're not going to Vegas. They're like, what? He says, we're not going to Vegas. The next day he comes in. Through, oh, so we're not going. What do you mean? He says, Hashem wants to send us. He can send us anyway. How? I don't have to go to that place in order for Hashem to send me money. Okay. Okay. About a week later, someone calls him up, one of his workers, and says, there was just a tornado in South Dakota, and the tornado blew off the roof of the warehouse for Walgreens. So Walgreens, they need, they don't have a place to put their stuff. He says, I have a little bit of space in the warehouse that has all that merchandise, a little bit of space, tell them they could use it for a little while. Three days later, Walgreens calls back and says, no, we don't want the warehouse with the stuff. We want the warehouse that's empty. He says, but it's not even built yet. I have a deal to get it done in the next few months, but it's not even built yet. They said, if you could get it done by August 15th, you will have a contract. We have a lease in your hand for two and a half million dollars a year. He says, okay, let me see. He says, he worked, he did that. By August 15th, somehow, miraculously, the project was done. He got a lease. He said to me, he says, Rabbi, I wasn't going to lease it for this whole year. I probably, I wasn't even sure I was going to get someone for the next year. He says, two and a half million dollars a year for this year, next year, the year was all completely free money. And he says, you know what August 15th is? It's the day the ASD show begins. He says, Hashem was clearly talking to me. But again, you want Hashem to talk back? You have to be willing to sacrifice the upside. Let me give you another example. And then we'll conclude. The first one was a more of a manly example. This is a woman one. A few days ago, I met a woman. Her name is Mrs. Shandy Braun. Mrs. Shandy Braun has a company, a wig company, called Sari Wigs. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Sari Wigs. She lives in Lakewood. So anyhow, I made a speech in Lakewood. 
And she came over to me after this speech and she says, you know, Rabbi, I listen to your classes all the time. Phenomenal. She says, let me tell you my little story. She says, 14 months ago, you spoke at an event called Nikadesh. I said, I remember. That was the event I mentioned it here. 25,000 women in the Prudential Center talking about technology. She says, I'll tell you the truth. It really wasn't my type of event to go to. I'm not that yeshivish. I'm not really like that. She says, but my daughter is in seminary. I wanted to support her. So I went with my daughter to the event. She says, and you were the opening speech at the event. I says, of course I remember. She says, and your speech somehow hit me. I don't know what, there was a line you said that hit me. How are my kids going to remember me? We remember our grandmas with Taylim in the hand. Uh, our children and grandchildren are going to remember us with phones in our hands. She says, you said that one line, it hit me. She said, the next day, I went on my Instagram account. She says, Rabbi, I have 40,000 followers. That's how I market all of my wigs. I went on my Instagram account and I made a post. And I said, I am now leaving Instagram. Not an Insta break, Insta goodbye. I'm done because I want to spend more time with my family. I want to spend more time on the Emet and more time on Kiddushah. And Hashem is the source of the blessing. I said, I remember that story because every religious newspaper like had had a picture of your post because it was a huge story that someone, a religious woman has 40,000 followers. It's not so easy to get that someone's willing to give up. That's the whole marketing of your business. I don't want to tell her like if she would have asked me, I'm not sure if I would have told her to do so. She put the post and she said, I'm getting off of Instagram completely. It's not for me. I said, okay, so now here comes the big question. How has business been in the last 14 months? She says, Rabbi, you want to know the truth? It's unimaginably good. I never could have imagined that business would be this strong, ever. She says, in fact, there's banks that want to invest, and they Google my name, and when they Google up Sari Wiggs, the first thing that comes up is this post that I'm not on Instagram. And they're like, what's wrong with you? You're getting rid of all your marketing? Like, what's wrong? She says, I don't even know how to explain it to them. Jewish, I'm religious, my family, my values. So I don't know how to explain it. So but I made that decision and Hashem supported it. If we're going to go into Yom Kippur, ready to be, make this year the year that we are our highest and best self, our most powerful version of us, that version of us that there's nothing in the world that we like better than we, when we are that person, it's going to happen not just when we think or overthink. It's going to happen when we're willing to take that second step and put the seed in the ground and nurture that seed. And if we nurture that seed and we make the decision with our its fullest force, willing to let go even on the upside of whatever things we do wrong, once we're willing to really decide, then Bezrat Hashem, this will be the year that Hashem will make the seed grow to an incredible tree. And thank you. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.